Hello all, this is just a quick preview for our class tomorrow morning, um, where we're really going to be focusing on the midterm review. Now the thing that has come up for both bonds and stocks that we really want to look at is how to calculate uh, effectively multi-stage case of stocks and multi-stage payments for bonds. So I'm just going to give you a quick outline of, of how I'm going to think about that tomorrow. Uh, then I want to mention uh, some of the other things that really students don't focus on but I think are probably a big focus for uh, a midterm uh, exam. So with both of these, I'm just going to kind of reduce this a little bit here. So with both of these, whether or not we're doing a multi-stage growth for stock or multi-stage payments for bonds, the idea is the same. So for stocks, we have this perpetual thing here and we've got Stage one, stage two. Remember, all that we're really doing along the way here is, is a little interesting thing there, calculating the present value for each one of the payments that we have along the way, each one of the, the dividends, right? So we really keep that in the back of your mind that we're counting up dividends. So easy enough to do in here we just take the present value of all of these separately and then add them up right the trouble comes here we could continue to do the same remember but the trouble is we're going on into infinity. So instead, uh, we so in order to add the infinite dividend up, then we're using this formula here, where PT is equal to DT plus one. So whatever time period this is, then we're going to take PT uh, to PT one period before minus R take away the, uh, the discount rate take away the growth rate this will we often like to think of this as price but remember it really represents the sum of dividends and in this case these dividends are infinite Then all we're doing here is we take this thing and then we discount that back too. It's kind of the same when we get to bond question. The only difference is that we have a finite number of periods. But if we think about it being, and the question most of you are worried about are, are where we've got the three stages where we've got you know, for a certain period, 
of time, uh, one type of payment, even if that payment is zero dollars. The second period is, so first payment, I guess we'll squeeze in the word type. Second payment type, so it's still the same, same payments. just different than what we had back here and then we've got the third payment type in many regards it's the same idea we can the present value of all of these it's kind of like summing summing them up and putting them into one number so we're summing up the discounted values and we put them into the one number and then great we've got that one number here we can solve how to discount it back to there if we want same thing we just take all of these here and to get it the, the sum of all of these at this time period we just we're just taking the present value and the same idea is here we're just at a time t we're just getting the sum of all of these so great we solve that and then we discount it back to here. Um, and that's really all we're doing. And of course, at the end, we do have a, I'll just extend it down here, face value. Guess what we're doing with that face value? Summing it all the way back to there. So that's what we'll, we'll work on. There's some things I think you need to think about. Students get so absorbed in these objective calculations, worrying about them, that we forget uh, about some of the subjective stuff. So we forget about, for example, the purpose of a of a business and of management, right? We forget that the intrinsic value of bonds and stocks, what we're calculating, we forget that this is just the sum of all discounted cash flows. That's the thing that we're solving. Um, you know, keep that in mind. We need to know the difference between APR, so sort of like the quoted rate, and EAR, which is the effective rate for what actually happens. And you know, one of my favorite questions is always, you know, a bond and we tell you that it's got a 7% coupon and we tell you it's got a $30,000 maturity value and um, we tell you that it matures in five years and student and if that it's 
quoted at one point or 105. I'm just going to scroll up, you know, well, we've got to remember here, we would look at that, most students will look at this and what they're going to be thinking, this is the question I get all the time, thinking is, there is no yield to maturity, and they'll put their hand up and they'll say they can't solve it. Can't be solved. So yeah, when we're looking for the price. So you need to, to calculate it, we need the yield to maturity. And what they forget, is this stuff right here. Forget, oh right, a quote, or we would even say that the price is 105. This is actually telling us what the, the price of the stock is. This quote is telling us what the price of the stock, of the stock, pardon me, of the bond is. And that, you know, it's a $30,000 maturity. So it's a $30,000 maturity at 100 and 5%, what that's going to tell us is that the price of this bond is 31500 So students, and, and beware of this, we'll catch somebody on it. I don't, I don't want it to be you. Students will think it's a calculation question. Really, it's a reading a quote question. So, and I mean, these are just some of the things that, that you want to be thinking about when we're studying, and some of the things I'll try and touch on when we have class. All right, looking forward to seeing you tomorrow.